All right, today we're going to talk about five steps getting the life you want. Now, this is all about goal setting. I'm not going to start by telling you all about the value of goal setting to create in the life we want. Uh, there are hundreds, maybe even thousands of teachers, coaches, and mentors that have expounded on the value and importance of goals. They all pretty much say the same thing. Successful people set and achieve goals. Successful teachers set and achieve goals. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms, whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy. I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. What we're discussing right now is the reason for goals. If you're setting goals because you think achieving it will make you happy, you will be sorely disappointed. All right, uh, many teachers uh, might wonder, why this is the Teaching ELA podcast, why are we talking about setting goals? Because I want you to be happy outside of the classroom as well. We set goals in the classroom every day. We have a learning target on the board. Too many of my colleagues don't set any outside of the classroom goals, or they don't set career goals. I thought I would do a special podcast on achieving goals. And I and I do this because I have achieved a lot of goals in my life, this year especially. I want to reiterate that if you're setting goals because you think achieving the goal will make you happy, or the goals will make you happy, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I have achieved pretty awesome goals this year. And they're maybe they're not unique to me. Maybe maybe they are. They haven't really made me any happier. I'm glad I achieved them. Don't look. Don't think that, be, that once you reach your goal, that everything is going to be great. It might be. It's not achieving goals that makes us happy. It's our feelings, which include happiness, come from our minds and from our thoughts. We're not going to find any form of happiness in our future that we can't find now. So if you're struggling as a teacher and think, oh, five years down the road, once I have this skill down, I'm going to be happy. No, you can have that happiness now. You can feel that success now. For example, I am creating this this podcast right now with a specific goal of helping a specific group of people, you, achieve your goals. Achieving my goal and creating this document, however, will not bring me any more happiness or joy than I am experiencing at this moment, creating it. In other words, I am experiencing joy and happiness already because I know that it will soon help you achieve your goals. In other words, I feel great right now doing something I enjoy doing. I have a goal in mind, of course, but I'm not going to be any happier then than I am now creating it. In other words, achieving a goal is not the end. It's the means to an end. The point of having goals is not to be happier than we are today. The point of goals is to help us evolve into the best person we can become. And I dare say, once we become the best person we can become, we become the best teacher we can become. Every bit of effort you put into making yourself a better person, you are either directly or indirectly making yourself a better teacher. And every ounce of effort we make helping our students become better people, they become better students. Goals are the best way for confronting our weaknesses, overcoming them, and becoming the best person we can become. Isn't that exciting? Setting goals brings to light the exact obstacles and roadblocks that we need to overcome on our personal path to greatness. We're not becoming great through goal setting. You're not becoming great through goal setting because you are already great. You're not becoming greater. All achieving the goals does is it helps you remove the obstacles that are preventing you from knowing how great you are. Now, I've said this on prior podcasts. The most important employee at your school is you, the ELA teacher. You hold the key to your school's success. So we need to remove the obstacles that are keeping you 
from achieving that greatness. Now, you might be thinking obstacles. Oh, a mean boss, bells that don't work, whatever policy, stupid policy the government has come down with or the school district has come down with. No, 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 no. Those aren't the obstacles preventing you from achieving greatness. Those obstacles are within. And by setting some personal goals, you can get rid of those obstacles. So let's talk about the goal setting mentality. Once we start to achieve our goals with the mentality that we are already great, so I want to emphasize this point, achieving your goal isn't going to make you any greater because you are already great. You just don't know it. And when we approach our goals from this mindset, we approach them from abundance. That is, we're not desperate. You ever gone after a goal and you've just been desperate for anything? You kind of maybe try to cheat to get there. Weight loss goals, for example, we're tracking our calories. We try to fudge the numbers. Am I the only one that's done that? Well, let's see how much I could possibly, even though I'm not hungry, it says I have 300 calories, so I'm going to grab some peanut butter. And we try to cheat our way to the goal. It doesn't work. But we do it because we're approaching it from a feeling of lack. When we approach it from a feeling of abundance, that is that we're already great. We just need to find out what's holding us back. Before we start holding hands and breaking out into songs around a campfire, let's get rid of the notion that all we have to do is love ourselves to achieve our goals. If you've listened to my podcast, you know it's not the way things work. Just loving yourself isn't going to give you everything you want, but it will make the process a lot more enjoyable and exponentially increase our odds of success. So if you approach your goals from a place of abundance, from a place of love, from a place of recognizing your greatness, you will enjoy the process more. And no matter what, there is work involved. This is not a think pretty thoughts approach kind of philosophy, or as I like to call it, positive thinking mumbo jumbo, fake it till you make it nonsense. This is accept things as they are. And as things as they are is accept your greatness and get to work. That's the philosophy I'm talking about. Accept your greatness and get to work. You have a college degree, don't you? You have a teaching license, don't you? You have skills and talents, don't you? Well, let's get to work and really let our greatness come through. It's an align your thoughts with the end goal in mind kind of philosophy. We do this in the classroom all the time. I write my objective on the board and I say, kids, everything we do today is going to lead to this end product right here. So make sure as we go along, you make notes of that. The same thing is true in your personal life. Ask yourself critical questions such as, can I find a way to think about my goal that I can truly believe in that fuels the work I am doing? It's embracing the identity of someone who achieves whatever goal it is you're trying to achieve. I'm going to give you an example from my own life. I've mentioned this before on my Thursday Mindset podcast, Teaching ELA podcast. I've, I've lost around 35 to 40 pounds since February. And the key difference was between this time and the dozens of other times I've tried is I started seeing myself. I changed my identity to someone who is fit, who has muscles. Just kiss my bicep there. I changed my identity to someone who eats healthy and exercises every day, no matter how I feel. We talked about this last week. If you only do the things you feel, you're going to be a loser. If you only do the things you feel like doing, you're going to be a loser. You have students like this. All right, enough of my philosophical, love yourself, flower child, philosophy of goal setting. Let's talk about how to set. How-to videos and how-to blog posts are some of the highest visited pages on the internet. And that's because having specific instructions on how to do something makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside, doesn't it? It's like somebody else has solved the problem for us and we just want to cuddle up with our how-tos and feel the warmth of achievement. Now, this is a great strategy for adjusting a belt on a vacuum cleaner, replacing the crankshaft on a bicycle, 
or performing open heart surgery. Seriously, I Googled it. I actually found videos on how to perform open heart surgery. But knowing the steps to goal setting isn't enough. And I would say watching the video on heart surgery probably isn't enough to actually do heart surgery either. In case you're out there, in case you see me having a heart attack, I don't want you to slice me open just because you watched the video. If knowing the steps to goal setting were enough, there'd be a lot more people nailing their New Year's resolution and a lot fewer books on the subject. Knowing how to set goals would not be enough if you haven't changed your mindset. Knowing how to set goals will not be enough if you're not coming from a place of abundance, that is, if you don't already recognize the inner goodness and inner greatness that you have, you can set all the goals you want. You're not going to achieve them. It all starts with our thoughts. If we keep striving to achieve something because we think it will make us happy, we will never, ever be happy, even if we do achieve our goals. You guys ever, you graduated from college, right? In in college, you couldn't wait. It was a goal you set. You were going to graduate from college. And when you graduated from college, you, you had a piece of paper. Didn't make me any happier, right? So I just want to make it clear before I go into how to set goals that if you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy then. You need to find and recognize your greatness already. All right, step one, make a list. Are you getting tired of me emphasizing this? It's important enough that I'm risking your continued reading, to, uh, listening to say it one more time. Successful goal setting comes from a place of abundance, as does successful goal achieving. Create feelings of abundance, if you lack them, of course, as most people do. Make a list of 25 things you want, or you can do more. So I want you to make a list, 25 or more things you want. You can think of, writing them down would be better, but if you're on a bike right now or jogging or driving, don't make a list. But if you're sitting at your desk listening to this, awesome. But what usually happens is most people will list things they don't have. That's what I did when I was first given this assignment. That, however, is not the way to create an abundance mindset. When I say this 25 things that you want, you should include things you already have. It's because we fail to recognize that we want a lot of things we already have, we fail to approach our goals from a place of abundance. A good strategy is to make a dream sandwich with our goal as the meat and what we already have as the bread. For example, a teacher friend of mine who's working a side hustle listed the following. Number one, I want a job that gives me time to travel in the summer allows me to spend time with my family while at work, and allows me to teach others. Number two, I want my e-commerce website to achieve $200,000 in sales by 2022. And three, I want a beautiful wife with five awesome kids. Those are some pretty lofty goals, aren't they? Well, it just so happened my teacher friend had already achieved items one and three. He already had a job that gave him time to travel in the summer. He's a teacher. And he also had an awesome wife, a beautiful wife with five awesome kids. Now, he has not achieved item two on the list yet. By framing his goal life with his current life that he currently enjoys, he comes at his goal with an abundance mindset. If he were to simply list his personal business goals without acknowledging that his life already contains things that he wants, he may start taking his current life for granted and start feeling resentment and lack. Lack is not the mindset you want to approach achieving your life dreams. So I don't know if teaching is your life dream. I'll be honest, teaching is not my life dream, but I do enjoy it very much. It has afforded me a wonderful life. It has given me an opportunity to interact with great young people, to see my children daily. It's helped me support a family. It's not my dream life. But when I'm listing things I want in my dream life, I note, I make notes that I have a great, I'm in a great profession right now. That's the mindset we need to come at. So if you're, maybe your goal is to lose some weight. Well, maybe you're 10 pounds overweight, but you have nice leg muscles. I don't know. I don't know. I can't see you. So that's step one. 
Make a list and include things you want and already have. Step two, choose a goal. Get really specific on this one. So choose a goal, get really specific. Talk about it in the first person in the present tense. Get as specific as possible. Talk about time frames. Include dates. Mention who you're achieving it with. Include as many details as you can. What you're not including at this point is how to achieve the goal. Doesn't matter. The second you try to figure out how you're going to achieve the goal, your brain gets to work not helping you achieve the goal, but giving you reasons why you shouldn't even try. My wife and I had a goal to travel the world with our five children. We didn't ask why. We didn't ask how. We just said, this is what we want to do. We ended up traveling the world for two years with our five children. All you need to be concerned with right now is what, how much, and when. Stretch yourself from coming up with this goal, but don't worry about the how. That's step two. Step three is write down your goal. You've probably heard the uh, axiom that a goal not written down is merely a wish. And for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is, the goal doesn't get real until you write it down. It's got to be outside of your brain because your brain's going to try to fight you. It's going to tell you, don't you dare, that's dangerous. I don't have any research to back up this assumption that a goal may need to be written down. I don't know why it's so important to write it down, but this I do know. You need to get the goal out of your brain and onto paper or a digital writing implement for it to become real outside of just your imagination. Write it down. Writing it down not only helps you get it out of your imagination and into reality, it helps you fine-tune it. Even more importantly, it helps you look at it daily. We can take a lesson from ancient Jewish scholars who had phylacteries dangling in front of their face as they went about their day to remind them of who they were and what their objective was on earth. Let your goal guide and remind you this can only be done if it's written. Step four, you already have a pen in hand, so it should be easy. Write down your fears, obstacles, and doubts as it relates to your goal. So you've just written down your goal and it just got real. And by real, I don't mean that a sack of money will fall from the sky, that 35 pounds will flee from your body, or that your children will start doing dishes without being asked. What will get real are all the negative thoughts and emotions that will come to the surface. So anytime you set a goal, you're going to get bombarded with reasons why you can't do it. You're going to experience fear. You're going to experience doubt. You're going to experience shame. And you're going to bring up negative emotions. The human brain's number one priority is to keep you safe. Embarking on a difficult, soul-stretching journey does not look like safety. If you experience fear, doubt, shame, and other negative emotions after writing down your specific goal... Congratulations. That means you're doing something right. It means you're about to do things you hadn't thought possible. If you don't feel these emotions or have these thoughts, then you've either set a goal so high that your brain thinks it's ridiculous, or you've set a goal that's so easy to accomplish your brain doesn't have any problems with. So what do we do with all these doubts and fears? We write them down. After you write down your goal, you need to copy down every single negative emotion and thought and obstacle and anything that might prevent you from achieving your goal. Nothing is off limits when it comes to self-limiting beliefs that you've secretly been harboring for years or even decades. Once you've listed the obstacles that are in your way, they can't surprise you. You know they're coming and you can figure out a way to overcome them. Please do not skip this step. My wife and I have been working with clients. Oh, She's a life coach. I'm her assistant. I'm a teacher. Obviously, I have a Teaching ELA podcast. I help her with her life coaching business because it's helped me out so much. Anyhow, We've worked with clients who had tried to lose weight multiple times and failed because they wanted to quit at the first sign of frustration. So by going back and looking at the list they made when they set the goal, they recognized that this would be part of the journey and that it was okay. In other words, it's okay to struggle. Now, there are very few things more gratifying as a coach or a teacher or a goal achiever than to look back at a list of obstacles and fears after the goal has been achieved. 
I already talked about some of the things I've achieved this year. I go back and I look at the things I was worried about and I'm like, I was concerned about that. I thought that was going to be hard. Now at the time it was, but once I've achieved the goal, I'm like, well, that was dumb. Why was I ever worried about that? You'll be shocked. All right, step four, we're still writing. We're going to write an act. As you can see, setting goals is a little more involved than making a than making brash statements over a glass of champagne on December 31st take thought and planning. As you come up with an action plan, there's a good chance some of the thoughts you listed in step four and maybe additional ones will come up. That's okay. Just address them and move forward. Start with the goal in mind and work backwards. If you want to lose 25 pounds by Memorial Day, find out where you need to be a month from now and get work figuring out how to do it. If you want to make a million dollars by the end of the year, figure out what you need to do by next month and get to work. In order to achieve your big goal, you're going to need do goals. Do goals are actions that you will do that will make not achieving your goals impossible. I want to emphasize this point here. We have lofty goals. Back to the weight loss thing. You might think I'm hyper fixating on this, but it's a goal I've achieved that I'd been trying to achieve for literally my entire life. And I actually was able to achieve it by setting do goals. So the actual goal was I wanted to weigh under 170 by the end of the year. I reached that halfway through, by the way. And I thought, what actions can I take by making, what actions can I take that would make not achieving this goal impossible? And I listed some things I could do that would make achieving the goal almost automatic. Do goals. For example, tracking food, staying below a certain number of calories is a good start. Preparing meals the night before. Uh, These are things I could control. And let me ask you this. If you were to do, if if you're trying to lose weight and if you were to do these two things, would would not achieving your goal even be a possibility? So make do goals a part of your action plan to achieve your big goal. One of the benefits of do goals involves all the things you learn and skills you pick up that weren't even part of your original goal. So I'll say that a lot of the benefits of achieving a goal is you learn skills that weren't even part of the goal. As they say, it's the journey, not the destination. (laughs) For example, if you have the do goal we just discussed, not only will you eventually lose 50 pounds, but you'll become better organized. You're going to improve your cooking skills. You'll be better at managing time. You'll benefit from things that don't seem related, such as avoiding negativity in the lunchroom at your office or saving money on gas from not driving to Pizza Hut every day. All right, there's not even a Pizza Hut where I live, but. All right, let's wrap this up. It's time to dream. Applying these steps and this mindset to your goal setting will help you achieve things you never thought possible. Let's talk about three takeaways from this. One, achieving your goals will remove obstacles that's preventing you from really showing your greatness to the world. That's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, make sure you write down your goal and that you write down the obstacles and negative thoughts that come to mind once you write it down. And number three, once you've set your goal, Set some do goals that make achieve that make not achieving the goal impossible. All right, I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher ready, student ready lesson plans, head on over to ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com. That's ELA Common Core Lesson Plans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 